return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Uh, Pastor Randon's got a word for us uh, tonight. Pastor Randon, thank you for your ministry and anointing on your life. So let's welcome him, all right, as he comes to... Share. Do you have a mic? You've got a mic. Okay. Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Dave, and thank you for the opportunity to share t- tonight and every night that uh, that I do. So I appreciate that. And um, you know, there's very few things that are as satisfying as uh, preaching the word. Amen. And yeah. and and being able to, um, you know, by the Lord's guidance, direct people's lives. Hopefully. You know, and really it's the Lord directing, amen, and um, that's one thing that whenever I get up and share anything, um, it's always, Lord, speak through me. I don't want to mess anything up. I don't want to get in the way. I want you to speak through me, amen. And so, uh, I think tonight's going to be good, and uh, we're just going to have a good time. Amen. Amen. It's just good being in the presence of the Lord. So, let's just pray before we get started. Yes, Lord. Oh, Father, we thank you so much. Lord, all those songs that we just sang about you are all true. Lord, you are a way maker. Thank you, Jesus, that your love for us is so deep. We're so thankful for you, Jesus. We're so thankful that you went to the cross and died and rose from the dead so that we could have eternal life, that we could be uh, reconciled to God. Thank you, Jesus, for standing in the midst or standing in between, between us and God as a mediator for us. That you go to bat for us, Lord. That you intercede for us all the time. Yes, and we just give you praise and glory. We, we know we don't deserve it, but we thank you for your grace. You, we thank you for your mercy on yes, our life. Lord. We thank you that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That you never change. Amen. That you don't change. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever, Lord. So yes. we just thank you for all those things. And we thank you that tonight you, we can come and we can hear your word with open hearts. Yes. That we can be open to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to talk a little bit about fear and peace tonight. And, uh, you know, when God made us, he made us without fear. Amen. He didn't put, you know, he didn't make us and say, well, I'm going to have this emotion called fear and they're going to use it whenever they need to. Um, no, that wasn't, that wasn't the case. God made us perfectly. Amen. Amen. And we know that, that God made us according to his will, according to his likeness. Yep. Amen. And, and if his if his word is, is his will and he wants his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, yeah. well, there's no fear in heaven. Right. Amen. So we know that he made us to be not fearful, not yeah. fearful beings. Amen. Yeah. And we were never supposed to be afraid of anything. And we were supposed to be at peace with everything. God gave us dominion over the animals, over the birds of the air, over the fish of the sea, over the beasts that roamed the earth. He gave us dominion over all those things. He gave Adam the right to name those animals what he wanted to make. So we were supposed to have peace, amen. And, yep, yep. and if you ever wonder what God's will for you, ask, does it happen in heaven? Amen. Because if it doesn't happen in heaven, then that's not his will for you. Yep. Right? So if there's no fear in heaven, 
His will for you is not to be afraid. Amen. There's no sickness in heaven. His will for you to be healed and to be well. Hallelujah. If there's no anxiety in heaven, His will for you is to have peace. Amen. So fear wasn't created by God for us. It came into the earth, though, not that long after creation. Right? So let's go to Genesis 3. We're going to start there. And uh, it says, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but to the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. I'll go to verse 4. The next one there. Amen. And it says, Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate it. How many know that there's things that God knows about us and about things that are going to happen that we really don't want to know right now? They're just things that He gives us revelation based on when we need it. Amen. And so even right here, you see that the devil is saying, God knows more than you. You want, you should want to be like God. Well, what was he doing? He was trying to make her in his image because what did the devil want? He wanted to be like God. He wanted to know everything that God knew. He wanted to be set up high for everybody to see. So he's saying, don't follow God, follow me. And it says that she also gave her husband with her and he ate it. And then we go to verse seven. And it says that the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. And the Lord said, uh, the Lord God called to Adam, he said, where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Okay, so we see this interaction and we see that even when the serpent was talking to Eve, I don't know if that was a thing that animals were able to talk back then, but there was no fear, okay? So the serpent was talking to Eve, no fear to Eve. Yep. She wasn't afraid. She was like, what is this? What's happening here? I didn't know they could do this, anything like that. There was no fear. And, uh, and so when did fear enter man? Well, fear entered man the same time, the exact same time that sin entered the earth, yep. Right? So fear, when we're fearful of something, it's the devil's tool to use that gets us out of God's will. He wants us to be out of God's will. He doesn't want us to be in God's will. Right. He never wants us to be in God's will. His will is for us to be, to be stole from. He wants to kill us. He wants to destroy us. He doesn't want us to have life. Okay? And, uh, and consequently, what tree couldn't they eat of once they eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? They couldn't eat of the tree of life. Right. Okay? That was a consequence yeah. of eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because he didn't want people to live in their sin. Okay, so, yeah. so everything about the devil is death and fear yeah. and anxiety. So they weren't afraid of talking to the serpent, but they were afraid of their nakedness because of their shame. The only thing that happened in between was sin entered the world, yeah. right? Yeah. So even the fact that Eve was talking to the, to the serpent wasn't a sin, Right? Um, even the fact that she looked at it and it looked good to her eyes and pleasant to eat and good for food right. wasn't a sin. But what happened when she disobeyed God, sin entered the world. Right. Okay, when 
as a child, when you disobeyed your parents, I'm guessing fear probably entered you when your parents found out about what happened. Okay? So fear is an emotion um, for when something is done that's wrong. Not necessarily us, but when sin entered the world, fear entered the world. Right? And so, only... The only, the only thing that happened was they disobeyed. Now let's go to 2 Timothy 1.7. Yeah. In the Amplified. I'm going to read Amplified and Amplified Classic a lot tonight. And the Bible says in 2 Timothy 1.7, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, of cowardice or craven or and cringing and fawning fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of a calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. Yeah. So we know that God didn't give us the spirit of fear. And I think everybody probably knew that here. God didn't give us the spirit of fear. Then it has to be the devil, right? The devil gives us that. The other thing that I I thought was really interesting is, is what does the Bible say Adam was afraid of? We go back to Genesis. Does it say that he was afraid of God? No, right? It says if we go to verse 9 or in verse 10, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. Okay? So it wasn't just this conversation with God. No, he was, it was, he was afraid because he realized that he was exposed. Right. Okay? And even at that time, he wasn't really naked. He had covered himself with fig leaves, right? So it wasn't like he was physically naked, but spiritually he was naked. Because what covered Adam and Eve before the fall? Well, the glory of God, right? Yeah. The glory of God covered Adam and Eve. So when we get ourselves out of the glory of God and we try to do our own way, what happens to us? We become exposed, yeah. right? Amen. There's safety under his wing. There's safety Amen. in his word. Amen. And so he wasn't afraid of God. He was afraid because he was naked. There was no longer protection of the glory of the Lord. Amen. Okay. And it wasn't that God took it away, but man took it away. Man took it away from himself. Yeah. Right. When we lean on Jesus and stay in his word, there's safety and there's protection Amen. and there's peace. Amen. But when we get out from the protection of the Lord, fear comes. Have you seen those videos on Animal Planet when it shows the eagle pans and the eagle's flying around the sky and, and then it pans to a little field mouse on the ground and the, the voiceover comes and the, the eagle is very hungry. What is the field mouse going to do? And You know, the field mouse is trying to hide, but as soon as it gets out into the open, what happens? The eagle sees the opportunity, swoops down, right? When is the eagle most likely to attack? When it's exposed, when the mouse is in the open. When we aren't in the word and seeking God's will for our lives, the fear of the world starts to engulf us. It really does. When we take our focus off of the word and we put on other other things, um, we're susceptible to the attacks of the enemy. Now, he's going to attack us no matter what. Right? I mean, we've seen in our life, we can be faithful, we can do things, and the enemy is going to try to come against us. But sometimes we bring attacks on ourselves. Like when we don't stay under the shadow of the Almighty. We don't stay in the protection of the will of God, right? When we aren't in the Word, seeking God's will for our life, the fear of the world can engulf us. So that could could be fear of COVID. It could be fear of an economic downturn. Fear of not being well or not being healthy. Yep. Those are all fears the devil wants us, the devil wants us to have. Yeah. Because why? What, what, what do we do when we focus on those things? Well, we're focusing on the things of the world. 
Amen. We're focusing, when we focus on COVID, we're focusing on something of the world. Okay? And we want to be informed. We want to know things that are going on. But when our focus is that, fear will follow. Right? We're going to read it later, but Jesus said, um, peace I give to you, not, not of the kind of this world, though. Okay? So when we focus on the things of the world, peace really doesn't come, but fear can come into our life. So when things are going on around you that are contrary to you, a good question to ask yourself is, what does the Bible say? Okay? When things are going on in your life and you're not quite sure where to turn, a great question to ask is, well, what does the Bible say? What have I read before? Amen. Because as soon as we, we, we use that lifeline and we reach up to the Lord, we said, the Bible says we draw near to him, he'll draw near to us. Amen. Um, as soon as we do that, uh, the Bible says the Holy Spirit will bring back things to our remembrance that he's spoken to us. Amen. Hallelujah. So we want to make sure that we're in the right mindset to deal with circumstances and to deal with storms and things that are going, that are going to happen in our life. We can tell a lot about ourselves and our faith based on how we stand in the storms that happen in our life. Amen. And where we're at. Okay. Where our faith is and and who our trust is in, and what our trust is in, and different things like that. When Peter saw Jesus on the water, and Jesus told him to come, as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus, nothing around him mattered. The circumstances, what he was going through, nothing mattered. As long as he kept his eyes and his focus on Jesus. Amen? As long as he kept it there, he could walk without swaying, even though the wind was boisterous and the waves and everything. And he could walk, he wasn't tipping over. He wasn't fighting against the wind. What was he doing? He was just focused on Jesus. But as soon as he looked at what was going on around him, fear entered him. And he fell, right? As soon as he focused on the things, the elements, all of the problems that were going on, uh, that the wind was contrary, that the waves were big, he took his focus off the Lord and he started to sink. And again, when we do that in our spiritual lives, the same thing happens. When we take our focus off Jesus, it doesn't matter what it is, if it's sports or if it's money or if it's yeah. anything in this world that's worldly, yeah. um, maybe for a while we think it's going to sustain us. And maybe it does for a little bit, yeah. for a little bit. Even pro athletes, they don't, they're not a pro athlete forever yeah. <laughs> until they die. It's not going to sustain, right? right? Nothing that we can do in this world is sustaining right. except for the Word of God. Yep. Amen? Yep. And and the Bible even says all everything is going to pass away. Everything is going to, you know, become dust at some point, yeah. except for the Word of God. The yeah. Word of God never passes away. Amen. Amen. So when we when we know that, okay, we have something solid to rely on, um, we know we can hold on to it forever for our whole life. Amen. Amen. We'll start to when we when we start to make our focus the things of the world uh, and not Jesus, we start to fall. And sometimes the fall is gradual. And sometimes it's quick, but it's going to be a fall. Another good question to ask yourself is, what am I trusting in right now? Right? So, again, there's a lot of things that we can trust in. Matthew 7:24 in the Amplified says, So everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man, a far-sighted, practical, and sensible man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods and torrents came, and the winds blew and slammed against that house, yet it did not fall because the rock, because it had been founded on the rock. And then verse 26 says, And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them 
will be like the foolish, stupid man who builds his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods and torrents came, and the wind blew and slammed against that house, and it fell, and great and complete was its fall. The only solid foundation there is the rock is the rock of the Word of God. Okay? There's no other solid foundation. Okay? So we think of we think of a rock and uh, and we think of the solidity of a rock. But we think of sand and we think of the movement of sand, right? We think of there's no stability. Um, if a if a big wind comes up, it disappears, right? But what happens to a rock if a big wind or waves comes up? It stays steady, right? It's foundation. Especially Jesus is our chief cornerstone, amen. So he's the most important piece of this foundation that we build, right? Um, but there's no other solid foundation in the world. Everything else is sand. Yeah. Political affiliations is sand. Yep. Church membership is yep. sand. Yep. Association with a big televangelist amen, is sand. Yeah. How much money you have is sand. Yeah. Now, these aren't bad things. I mean, to follow a, a big ministry or to have money or to have a political affiliation, those aren't bad things. But if we build our house on those things right. and we build everything that, that is important to us on those things, yeah. They were going to fall yep. because there's sand, right? That's right. That's right. If I, I enjoy sports, if I build my life on basketball, I'm not going to stand for very long. That's right. yeah. I'm going to be restless. I'm going to be anxious. I'm going to want to go and, and be moved by winds of doctrine and, and different things that are trying to come yeah. because I'm not grounding myself in the word. Yeah. The rock, Jesus Christ, is the only one who can bring us complete peace. Amen. Isaiah 9 says that he is the prince of peace. Amen. Amen. He is, he is, you know, when we, when we think of peace, we, yeah. we should think of Jesus. That's right. Amen. Because peace directly comes from him. Yeah. Amen. So there's no fear and anxiety with Jesus. So we know we have no reason to be afraid, but we do know that fears come, right? The Bible says that things come, we're all human, and none of us is perfect. And Pastor Dave's taught on this before, but even Paul was afraid at times. Yeah. So if we go to 2 Corinthians 7, uh, Paul's talking about just some of the things that he's gone through. And he says, for even when we arrived in Macedonia, our bodies had no ease or rest, but we were oppressed in every way and afflicted at every turn, fighting and contentious without, so outside of us, dread and fears within. But God, who comforts and encourages and refreshes and cheers the depressed and the sinking, comforted and encouraged and refreshed and cheered us by the arrival of Titus. So just when we have fear in our life, we are human, right? We make mistakes. There's yeah. things that are going to shake us maybe, um, but we can always trust in the Lord. Amen. Amen. So even, even Paul, he had fears within, but he said that God knew what they were going through, knew yeah. the fears that they had, knew the oppression they were going through, and gave them Titus. Yeah. Amen. Whatever you have need of in this life, Whatever is making you afraid in this life, God has an answer. God has a plan. Amen. Not that he's not making you afraid. But I'm saying that he has a plan to give you what you need so that fear will dwindle inside you. Yep. Amen. Yep. And yeah, we stand on the word. But in Paul's case, Titus was the one. He said, ooh, Titus is here. Now I'm really encouraged. Amen. 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 So he knows what we have need of and he's going to give it to us when we, when, we, when we ask of him. I read the verse on Sunday. That we be anxious for nothing, but in everything in, um, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Yes. Amen. Amen. And so we can make a request with thanksgiving to God without any fear or anxiety. 
And then what does it say next? It says that the peace of God, which passes all understanding. We can't even understand the peace that he has for us. Amen. The peace of God that passes all knowledge and understanding will guard our heart and will guard our mind. Amen. And when we, when we take that and we take it and we put it with other scriptures, um, as far as not being um, tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine and, and things that will try to make us sway and make us lose our footing and different things like that, um, we know that when we have the peace of God that passes all understanding and it guards us, we know that we're solid on the rock. We can stand and not fall when the waves and the winds come, when, when oppression comes or when circumstances come. So the Lord's always going to provide comfort to us. He always knows what we need. Amen? In every moment of our lives, He knows exactly what we need. First Peter 5, 7 in the Amplified Classic says, Casting the whole of your care, all of your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all. Amen? Say that with me. Say, once and for all. Once and for all. On him, for he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. And he watches over us. Yeah. Hallelujah. I think of cast, I don't think of just carrying it and then just kind of laying it down. I think of taking it and casting it. When you cast a, when you cast a, um, a fishing rod, the, the wire out, fishing. Yeah. I'm not a fisherman, so I don't know. <laughs> but when you cast it, I mean, what do you do? You just kind of go like that? No. You want to get it out to the deep part, right? Yeah. Unless you're an expert fisherman and know exactly what's in the shallow end. But yeah. cast it out. Amen. Amen. Throw it as far away from you as you can. Yeah. Rogers talked about this before, too, with the, with the ball. What do we do? Throw it away. Yeah. Don't look at it. Don't let it come back. Yeah. Amen. Cast our whole care, all of our anxieties, all of our worries, all of our concerns, once and for all. Amen. So, theoretically, what this is saying is when we, when we put our burdens on the Lord, we shouldn't have to do it again. When we put our cares and anxiety on the Lord, we shouldn't have to take it up again. Amen? And I think that's a big lie of the devil. I think the devil likes to tell us that, um, you know, I think of, you know, um, most like addictions, okay? If somebody's addicted to alcohol and um, somebody doesn't want to be an alcoholic, right? Nobody wants to be an alcoholic. And the devil says, well, you're never going to get rid of that. You might be able to last for 30 days or 60 days or get your pin, but you're going to go back to it eventually. Well, the Bible says that we can cast all of our cares once and for all on him. Amen. Once and for all. We don't have to think about it anymore. We don't have to um, worry about it anymore. We can cast them on him. All of our worries, all of our anxieties, all of our concerns. And it says that he cares for us, that he cares for us affectionately. Amen. He doesn't yank us away from our cares. No, what is he? He's, he's loving. Amen. He puts his arm around us and walks with us the other way. Yep. Even when we repent, even when we draw near to him and we say, Lord, I'm not going the right way, what does he do? He doesn't yank us over. It's not like the comedian where he has the, the rod and he yanks him off the stage. No. What does he do? He takes his arm, he puts it around yeah. us. And he walks with us the right way. He shows us things. He helps us grow. He helps us learn. Amen. Because he doesn't want us to care about things we shouldn't. Amen. Again, God did not create fear. That was never an emotion that he intended for us to have. Amen. So, so because of that, we know that 
that's not his intention. Right. You know, some people like to think maybe that that um, well, I got scared away from from this. God was doing that so He could turn me this way. Well, no, there's not. God, fear is not an emotion that God carries. Right. Okay, except for reverence, reverence, right, which is yeah. different. Yeah. But fear, anxiety, worry, those types of things, those are all from the devil. There's yep. nothing. Whenever we're fearful or anxious, um, yeah. it's not from God. Amen. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. There might be things that happen in your life, um, and God has called you to, you know, is preaching the gospel, and you might get ridiculed or you know people all over the world are getting persecuted right. i'm not saying that that god they're out of god's will and if they're fearful of things like that happening but i am saying that the fear comes from the devil mm-hmm. amen the fear comes from the devil god doesn't use fear to turn us right. I mean, i've taught before on how he's our good shepherd amen and he has the rod and the staff Right? And the rod was was to um, use for many things, but was used to count the sheep to make sure they were all here. Was moved, moved, used to gently guide them back to the flock. Okay, but the shepherd didn't use fear to drive to bring the sheep back. Right? right? He didn't yell at them and curse. Oh, maybe maybe regular shepherds do, but our good shepherd doesn't right. yell at us and curse at us and say, "What are you doing? Blankety blank, get back over here!" No. What does he do? Right. He he gently says, "No, you're going the wrong way." Right. Okay, you're going the wrong way. I'm going to bring you back. I'm going to circle you back in. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Psalm 56:3 says, "Whenever I'm afraid, I will trust in you." Yeah. Whenever we're afraid. Amen. Whenever there's fear in our life, we can trust in him. Mm-hmm. Amen. He knows what we have need of. He yeah. knew. That Titus would bring comfort to Paul in his time of fear. Yeah. Amen. That's why we can trust him at all times. Yeah. Even if we become afraid. Even when we do decide to trust Jesus, we don't have to worry about anything. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Things are still going to come against you, but we don't have to worry. We don't have to yeah. be fearful. Yeah. We don't have to be anxious. Amen. Yeah. On Sunday, I talked about the verse about not being worried about what you're going to wear or what you're going to eat or what you're going to... Uh, do or or uh, what you're going to drink or anything like that, and uh, because the Lord knows we already have need of them, right? Yeah. So there's different types of worry and there's different types of anxiety yeah. um, out there. Maybe somebody's afraid of heights, but that's that's a little bit different fear than fearing that your son or daughter or your parents not going to come back to the Lord. Yeah. Okay. And any fear, we just read First Peter five seven, all your anxieties. Yeah. All your fears, all your worries, all your concerns. Amen. Amen. And when we do put our trust in Jesus, then we get his peace. Okay? But there's a there's a reaction, right? I mean, we put our trust in Jesus and then we get a, we get his peace. Amen. Even just calling on the name of the Lord. The Bible says whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Okay, so we call on the name of the Lord. That's putting our trust in him. And we get his peace. Amen. I'm going to read a verse in both the Amplified Classic and the Amplified um, because it's, it's funny how different they are. But John 14:27 in the Amplified Classic. There you go. Peace I leave with you, my own peace I now give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let, do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. And do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly 
and unsettled. So he didn't just give us, first of all, he didn't just give us any peace. He gave us his peace. His own peace. Amen. Amen. And he gave it to us. He bequeathed it to us. Not as the world, but as, but not as the world does he give it to us, but he gives it to us from heaven, right? right. I mean, if we're, not, if we're not getting it from the world, we're getting it from heaven. Right. And do not let your hearts be troubled. Never, never let them be afraid. And I like what it says here. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated. Stop allowing yourself to be disturbed. Right. You can look around at your life and the things not going right. We can get so worked up on our, about our circumstances, the things that are happening, and fall right out of peace with God. Yeah. Right. I mean, not with God, but fall right out of peace in our life. Right. Okay? Why? Because, again, we're not focusing on who we need to focus on. We're not focusing on the Word. We're not focusing on Jesus. We can look at our life and things aren't going right, and it's like, oh, you know, I've talked about this before, too. Have you ever swam in the ocean? And you're not really paying attention. You're close to the shore, and after a little while, you look around, and you're further and further away from the shore. Okay? Why? Because you're not focusing on the shore. You're not focusing on the safety. You're focusing on the fun. Okay? So the world, they like to focus on the fun. And Christians like to say, well, I'm free. I have grace. I can do whatever I want to, and focus on the fun. And eventually, okay, they're out here. The shore's over here. We get further and further. And what happens? We lose our peace. Right. Amen. Fear replaces our peace. So he didn't just give us any peace. So this, he tells us what not to do. He says, do not be agitated. Uh, do not be disturbed. Do not permit yourself to be fearful, intimidated, and cowardly, and unsettled. So we've got the same verse. Let's go to the Amplified Version. John 14, 27 in the Amplified. Peace I leave with you, my perfect peace. So in, in the classic, he said my own peace. But here he said my perfect peace. I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. Now the Amplified says what we should do. So the classic said what you shouldn't do. Don't let yourself be attitude. But the Amplified says, Now let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge. I love it. As much as I love the the Amplified classic, I love the Amplified even more. Because I love instruction. Okay. You know, if, if, again, I go to basketball. If, I, if I'm playing, I'd rather my coach tell me what to do and this is what you need to do rather than don't do this, okay? I let, let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance. Give you courage and strength for every challenge. And, oh man, there's so many verses. There's so many verses on the Lord saying, do not be afraid or don't lose heart or don't be discouraged. For I am with you. And, and, and why does he say, I mean, after every time he says, don't be discouraged, don't be afraid, do not lose heart, usually what follows is because I'm with you. No. Amen? Yeah. When we stay with him, he stays, you know, he stays with us, right? We draw near to him, he draws near to us. Amen? Amen? Yeah. So I just encourage you tonight, okay, your perfect peace, yeah. let it calm you. If you're fearful or anxious about anything in this life, about anything that's going on in your life, yeah. just think of his just think of his peace. Yeah. Okay? Let it wash, wash over you and let it calm you. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And in every circumstance, and give you courage and strength for every challenge. Yeah. There are some times where we're gonna be put in we're gonna be in situations yeah. that we don't feel very courageous. Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to maybe preaching the gospel. You know, just going I remember uh, you know, just going down to the to the bars and 
witnessing at the bars and, um, you know, I'm, I'm not like the strongest guy or anything. I probably, you know, whatever. And so sometimes it can be intimidating. Right. People come and they say things and they're cussing at you and different things. And it can be intimidating. There can be a fear. I mean, I remember when I was in college and, and I did it, uh, I think it was my second time going out and doing it. And uh, a guy, you know, a guy said, if you ever come near my kids, I'm going to blink and kill you, he said. Like, and he was like right here. <laughs> I was right here. And, and it scared me. I was like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Yeah. But what was it? It was the devil. It was the devil trying to say, you can't do this. You, you don't have the guts to do this. You don't have the confidence. You're, you're a coward, right? That's what he wants to tell us. We're cowards. Fear, fear of man. Fear of man, exactly, right? And so, no, what happened? I said, no. So the next time we went out, I was bold. I was confident. Yeah. I said, I'm going to let the peace of God that passes all inner knowledge, every, passes all knowledge, run over me, yeah. and I'm not going to be intimidated. Amen. And I wasn't intimidated, amen? Yeah. It very well could have went the other way. <laughs> if I would have let that sure. interaction crippled me for the rest of my life yeah. in that area, well, yeah. that wouldn't be a very good witness, right? right. Yeah. I, it would be tough for me to go back and witness. Right. But when we let the, Lord, the, the peace of the Lord calm us amen. and give us courage and strength for every challenge, amen, yeah. then, then we're going to win victories yeah. in life. Yeah. We've won the ultimate victory, but if we let the peace of God, if we stay in peace, yes. we're going to win victories in life. Yeah. It's going to be amazing, amen? Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you that you give us perfect peace, that you give us your peace. Father, we just thank you that uh, you are for us, that you're not against us, that you're with us every step of the way, that you've never forsaken us, you'll never leave us. Hallelujah. We just thank you that we can draw on you, Lord. For any situation, for anything that we need, uh, for anything that we want, we can ask of you, Lord. We can ask with thanksgiving, um, without anxiety. Lord, and you give your peace to us, to Thank calm you. us, to keep us steady and on your, on your rock, Lord. Yes. We give you all the praise and glory. I just declare a blessing. You, I declare peace on everybody here tonight, yes. even as they go about their night. Lord, I don't know what's going on in people's lives, mm. Lord, but you said that your peace follows us. Amen. You said that, that your peace is with us, that it's guarding our heart, Lord. So I just thank you and declare peace, guarding people's hearts tonight, Thank Lord. You, Jesus. And we give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 If anybody, hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.